What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The Film Review, movies, music, culture, politics, society podcast, interviews, movie reviews, and more. Live Sundays at 5.30 p.m. on Facebook at Crazon Dion. Hey, everybody. This is Lunell, the original bad girl of comedy. I'm here at the Link Promenade in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, and you're watching the film review. Listen, people. Do we have a great show for you tonight? This is the film review, movies, music, culture, politics, and society. And like I said, do we have a great show for you tonight? We are the husband and wife team. I'm Crazy D. Tracy. And we review movies, music, culture, politics, and society. And the first thing that I have to ask you people, do you have your mask? Do you have your mask? You know, I believe in them. I believe in them since I first caught Desert Fever. Right, and I haven't had a cough since, right? And so, for those people who say, okay, it gets moist when you're breathing in it. Well, you know, it's better to have it when somebody is coughing and drops those droplets out. You can change real quick. I've seen a to. lot of people wearing masks. A lot it's of people. like everywhere. Look, look at South Korea. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I see the people in the news and they're talking about South Korea, they're talking about South Korea and they say, how come America is not prepared? Well, let's see. South Korea and, and, and within the uh, uh, ring, uh, ring of fire, okay. they're always getting some kind of situation going on. So that's why they're prepared. Right. Their preparedness right. is pretty good because they always need something. 2139433353538 2139433353358 2139433353358 2139433353358 2139433353358 2139433353358 2139433353358 2139433353358 2139433353358 2139433353358 2139433353358 2139433353358 2139433353358 2139433353358 2139433353358 2139433353358 2139433353
Film Review Life channel on YouTube. Make sure that you subscribe. Make sure that you ring the bell so yeah. that you will be notified when we come on. And we're right there. You see there the film review and you see it saying live and you click it and you can be right with us. Listen, people, it's a lot of different things going on, you know, in the blurbs. Yeah, right? lots. Lots of things. Lots. So let's start off with this. Let's start off with this right here. And, you know, number 45, yeah. Donald Trump signed a $8.3 billion funding package to fight the coronavirus, Thank right? God. And, and you know, you know, he might need that, right? But we're gonna get to that, right? We're gonna get to that. He might need that. Why? Why would he might? What just came across the uh, the blurb? What just came across? Well, they said that the president, at one of his campaigns, they said may have been in contact with uh, someone who has the virus, mm -hmm. like one of the. Um, Someone that shook his hand. Yeah, the, the people who were there to see him speak. Listen, so listen, people. So at one of his campaign stops, right, he shook hands with someone, and then he must have touched his face or something. Or we don't know that, but he could. Why do they think that he might have been, uh, might have been, might have uh, been around the person who did it? Why? Because of Ted Cruz. Oh right? well, well, okay. So now Ted Cruz. Uh -huh. Was at a where is that? Ted Cruz was at a, a political function, uh -huh. and definitely one of the um, someone that was at the function, right? Tested positive for the coronavirus, and this one, this is somebody that was at the very same event as Ted Cruz. Oh, so, so he's he, um, he's at his house. Is it uh, he's um, is it sequestered to his home or yeah, is he yeah, yeah. Quarantine. quarantined? That's it. He's um, he's been quarantined to his home. Can you so believe that? It is scary out here. Now, people, it's scary. All of this, all of uh, uh, this week has been crazy in the blurbs. Yeah. For the film review blurbs this week, you know. All of this, you see this man right here. You see Donald Trump, he's signing into uh, law, a bill, 8.3 billion funding bill to fight coronavirus, yeah. right? Yeah. All of this is happening because people are, th th what happened this week in the blurbs and this week in general happened because People are so afraid of yeah. this man right here, Donald Trump. They are so afraid that public enemy broke up. Oh. Now, this meme came across and it, it really hit my sentiment exactly. Public enemy should never be breaking up over Bernie Sanders. Crazy. Now, look. Crazy. Fear is not a reason to vote, people. We keep right. saying that. Fear is not a reason to vote. No. But it seems like so many people are, you know, so mesmerized by 45 and so afraid of him that, first of all, where's the faith? But we'll get back to that. They are, they are so 
upset and they thought that he was a joke and they were laughing at him and we've told you that before that we never laughed because when he came down that elevator in 2016 and he said what he said I said he just won the election yeah right and so public enemy broke up right now look all of this again because they're trying to get a man out of office right. different black people are splitting factions yeah. you've got You've got uh, Clyburn, right? Uh, uh, Biden, right? You got now Jesse Jackson, just yeah. Bernie, Bernie, yeah. Right now, right. you can look at that in the politics right. of and it. And Camilla just endorsed Biden, so Biden. has um, really like all. Oh, and everyone is waiting to see what Elizabeth Warren is going to do right. because you know. She started out acting like she was just like Bernie. Right. Then she switched up right. on the campaign trail when her numbers were dipping. And then right. when she tried to have that thing where she said that uh, Bernie had said that a yeah. woman could never win an election, right. her numbers started to dip and it right. dipped. And she changed over, broke away from Bernie and said right. she's a capitalist too. Right. Just like when she said she was poke, excuse me. She didn't say she was Pocahontas, but she did say she was from Indian Nation. Yeah. Right? To get into college. Right. right? To get those grants and things for See, college. You know what? I have a feeling she's Warren is going to endorse Bernie Sanders. Why do you say that? I mean, because it would only because of her um her politics match up closest to Bernie's. Right, both progressive. You would think and I would, that. So, and his people, I feel, whether she endorses him or not, I have a feeling his people would kind of move over to Bernie's side. Right? You know what? You would think that, but, but so, remember, her people were upset with her last time okay. because she went with Hillary instead oh, of going with Bernie. Oh, remember? Oh, that's right. Uh -oh. In sixteen, right? Oh, well, so she, she might line up with the rest of them when then. someone. Uh, tells a little white lie okay. about being Native American to get grants again to college. Okay. You know, the five dollar Indian, one drop of Indian okay. blood. I guess she said okay. she had, but really didn't. Okay. <sighs> then, you know. Well, Jesse if, Jackson just endorsed. Bernie, I know, right? but you if she that. goes with Biden, then she's just truly. The true example of a Caucasian woman, for sure. But anyway, back to public enemy. It is no reason why. Look, Flavor Flav did not want to endorse Bernie. He right. sent a cease and desist letter. Don't use my image because that's false advertisement because I won't be there. It won't be public enemy. Listen, right. fact is, after this happened, we started listening to some public enemy records. Right. It was like torture for someone. Right. But to me, I grew up on We had a, it was a music battle. It was a music battle. Who was better? Was it, uh, yeah. it was LL was versus, uh, Public Enemy. Of course, Public yeah. Enemy won because their beats were more, but anyway, that's another story. That's your another opinion. Time. Right, right, right. We should have that battle one day, <laughs> you know, as a critique, you know. But anyway, listen. It is no way that public enemies should be breaking up. Okay. We're, we're still at war. Yeah. Come on, right? Yeah. Flavor Flav didn't win, and so here's the kicker about this. Okay. Public enemy, Flavor Flav was the hard, I mean, uh, Chuck D was the hard rhymer. Right. 
right? But Flavor Flav was the heart of the organization. Why didn't Why didn't Chuck D just come out and say, "I induce, I induce, I endorse Bernie Sanders"? Why did he say Public Enemy? You know, he should have said, "Me, Chuck D." I endorse Bernie Sanders. And by rules of law, even okay. if like what um, what uh, uh, MB said on the radio okay. about Chuck D owning the name, right? Okay. Even by law, okay. he knows that he had to call it public enemy radio because it would be false advertising because flavor is not there. Flavor is the voice that you remember. Flavor is the one that had roast done for him. Flavor is the one who really kicked off reality TV. And he always tries to bring Chuck along. Which makes me think, and you know, I love the public enemy music. Still do. But I have to say that I believe I believe this now okay. that there is a little, just a little envy. Mm-hmm. Speaking of DJ, but just a little envy okay. or jealousy of what Flavor Flav has been able to do. Because plus, Flavor yeah. Flav understands because he's been on an even higher level. Okay. He's not only been on the touring side, making record side, but he's been on the behind the scenes of television production and is still in, yeah. uh, uh, what's that, uh, hip hop? Growing up hip hop, yeah. right? Yeah. His family yeah. is in that. Hip hop New York. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was no reason for Public Enemy to break up. It, it, it's just crazy. Right. Over Bernie Sanders, over a man, and I wrote this to Chuck. On Twitter, I told him, I said, over a guy that's not even going to win. Wonder why? Because the Democrat Party is against him because he has this tag, socialist, uh, Democratic socialist, right? That's his tag, and they are against him, and his policies are definitely against what most of the Democrats are for today. Could you say, no, I couldn't. Could you see the Rolling Stones or Aerosmith broken up, breaking up over politics? Nope. No. No. Which which makes you wonder, like, was it all just? What, what did it take too long for the revolution to finally be televised? That that's the question that you have to ask. Did it I take could, too I, long? I don't see New Edition breaking up over politics. They just I couldn't it. imagine Salt and Pepper breaking up over politics. New Edition comes together and breaks apart over inch. But they're like family, so you know. Right, that's how family is. So maybe yeah. this will be because this is highly disappointing. But like we said, Public Enemy should never break up over Bernie Sanders. All right, people. So look. This is one of the funniest memes of the week, right? This is LeBron James dunking over an opponent. Oh, okay. As you you see, as you see, let me see if I can bring it up just a little bit bigger so we can read some of the captions. In the corner, it says Woody Harrelson, right? But it says, my ends, right? Me and my haters, he, my haters is getting a whole bunch of crotch. You understand? He's getting, the hater is getting a whole bunch of crotch right there. You see that? He's getting a whole bunch of crotch, right? And over here is Woody Harrelson. 
Harrelson, right? Okay. A reference to uh, White Man Can't Jump, right? Okay. So look, that was one of the most funniest memes that I saw this week. Now, people, here's something someone reminded us mm-hmm. of how every election season. Wow. Every election season, for some there's reason. There's some type of virus. There's some kind of virus. Okay. Let me see if I can put There we go. Crazy. Election years. 2004 was ZARS. <sighs> okay. Right? Uh, bird flu, 2008. Swine flu, 2010. Uh, MERS, MERS, yeah, 2012, Ebola, 2014, Zika, 2016, Ebola came back back in 2018, and then Corona, 2020, right? So, actually, though, ZARS is an acronym that has to do with respiratory problems, which they say Corona is within the same family. Same family. And MERS also, right? And MERS also, right? So they're in the same virus, right? And then what's missing is West Nile. Yeah. The West Nile virus. Don't let the mosquitoes bite you or whatnot, right? But it has never, we have never seen it move into the United States like it's moving now, right? So this is not something to play with. It's good that you have your mask because I was in a situation today where people were sneezing. And you know, me and because you know, sneezes cause colds, right? Right, right. Because coronavirus, it's COVID 19, this particular strain that messes with you, your respiratory, right? But it is, but coronavirus, there's many different viruses, thousands of them drop on you a day, right? From the sky, right? From from the atmosphere, atmosphere. dropping from the sky, you right? Know, and you just don't get affected by them because right. your immune system is up. But this is the one that messes with you as far as that's concerned. So, people, as we talk, as we said, this episode is about. What did I call it? This episode is about the failed Democrat leadership dispatches from elsewhere, right? And to understand how there is failed uh, Democrat leadership, mostly Caucasians, you have to have read this book right here by Martin Luther King called Where Do We Go From Here? Where do we go from here? We like to thank uh, Yvette Cornell for turning us on to the book. Yeah. Right? She has a great book club. Great book club. Like she selects so many great, great, great books and you just learn a lot from reading them and so check out uh, but in this book, he talks about the liberal, I mean, excuse me, the moderate yeah. Caucasian, right. the moderate white right. who believes in there being just, uh, not just us, not justice right. for just us, right. but order within the order that usually is. So right. Martin Luther King talks about how it's not to worry about necessarily the white council, right. which is connected to the poorer end of Caucasians, which will be the Ku Klux Klan. Right. The white council are usually rich right. and they make the poorer whites who are in the Klan vote and move against their best interest. And within the middle of that is 
a person or or a carpet bagger or a Dixiecrat or Republican who has found their way in to be considered moderate. And the moderates say, just wait a while. Don't rock the boat. Just wait and it'll get better and it get better. And this is what Martha Luther King, yeah. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said that right. black people should be very leery of yeah. because they are not about yeah. really helping the cause. They are about yeah. using black people uh, around voting time. This yeah. is what the media is all about. Yeah. If you read this book, Martin Luther King tells you, this is not 1963, I Have a Dream. This is after he's been through the water hoses, yeah. been through the sniping in the air, been into Chicago and yeah. seeing how raw Northern racism is compared to Southern racism and he comes out with this book and this is his last book and he tells you in it where he was looking to be then and how we should be thinking now and if you have not read this book and we've talked about uh, black liberation black liberation politic or black liberation theology and if you're not if you haven't read this book you are faking it Okay, because it tells you what it is. I wouldn't have seen so many people getting photo ops, but we're gonna move on that. We should lead, this leads us into our movie review for tonight, our series, uh, TV series review for tonight, right? And then we're gonna come back to this about Martin Luther King, but this leads us into our review for tonight because it all falls together, right? And you will understand what I'm saying once we get started with this, but the review for tonight is a new television series, episodic series on AMC. American movie classics. It's an yeah. original American movie yeah. classic creation, yeah. right? Yeah. It is called Dispatches from Elsewhere. Yeah. Sometimes when you're looking at this p- politics, yeah. you can feel like you're being led in so many different directions. And this is a perfect analogy. This show is a yes. perfect analogy to what's happening during this political season is happening dispatches from elsewhere right the cast right there are many cast members because you know there's people who are extras right basically right right? Right. but there are four main cast members in this right andre benjamin right you know him. We're going to get to how you know Andre Benjamin. Right. Uh, you might know him as Andre 3000. Right. Uh, he plays Fredwin. Right. You've heard the name Edwin. Yeah. Well, he plays Fredwin. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we, we want to uh, let you know that. He plays Fredwin. Yeah. That's an interesting name there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fredwin. Then we have Sally Field. She plays Jamie. Right? So as you see this, it, we're going backwards, but as this are these names, these are actually really the stars of the movie. Yes. Jason Siegel yeah. is Peter. Right. Right. And Peter, who Jason Siegel 
He is the creator of the series. Right. He wrote and it. He wrote it, yeah. And he also uh, directed... One the, episode. One episode. Mm -hmm. And yeah. he executive produces, too, yes. right? Yes. And then Eva, Eva yep. Lindley yep. is Simone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And these are the four principal characters in this piece. Yeah. It's a well-written piece. Well -written. It keeps you on your toes, right? The whole time that you're watching the piece, it does. right? Yeah. Keeps you on there. And this is, and we're gonna get into it and we're gonna show you why this, the failed Democrat uh, leadership is like watching an episode of Dispatches from Elsewhere, right? So Andre Benjamin, you know him as Andre 3000. He's one of the part of the super, super, hip-hop duo yeah. Outkast. Yes. They're a hip-hop group from the mid-90s to the early 2000s from ATL yeah. Georgia. Right. ATLians, Southern right. Playlistic Cadillac Funk and Music, yeah. Speaker Box. The best, the top yeah, yeah, legends yeah, yeah. Outkast. Idlewild. Yes. Right? But Andre Benjamin, a.k.a. Andre 3000, we have right. to take a minute to salute some of these people who are on this show, right? Yeah. He is racking up acting credits. Yeah. 2006. Okay, let's go back. 2005, right. Be Cool. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. 2005, Revolver. Right. 2005, Four Brothers. Right. 2006, he played the voice of the crow in Charlotte's Web. Uh, it's a cartoon, a live action version from off of the cartoon that was out in the late 60s, early 70s. Right. They remade it in uh, 2006 as a live action with the real pig moving the lips, and they've gotten even better with that technology now. 2006, Idle Wild. If you have never seen Idle Wild, yeah. starring uh, Andre 3000, starring yeah. alongside his. Rap duo partner, yeah. big boy. Yeah. You have to see this movie. Yeah. Matter of fact, I know that they play it a lot yeah. on BET, but you have to see the uncut yeah. version to take. It had everything in yeah. it. it had, did we review it? I think we did. Yeah, we talked about it. We had to in review our first it year. in our yeah. first year because mm -hmm. this is just like a, a classic film. It was underrated at the time. Yeah, which was crazy because it's just like the cinematography was just beautiful. And we talked about how a lot of people stole the style of that film. Stole the style of the film, the movement of the pictures. Coming to life. Coming to life. And yeah. then after that, you saw everyone else doing it. Mm -hmm. Like so many ideas were stolen from this film. It was just visually beautiful. Mm -hmm. yeah. In 2006, right. uh, Class of 3000. Right. That was on Cartoon uh, Network, right? He played uh, Sonny Bridges. It's a, it was a cartoon, and he produced it, right? He wrote and produced it, right? Uh, 2007, Battle in Seattle, a documentary about, uh, 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 a docu-film. Okay. It's actually shot in documentary style, but it's actually a film about what was yeah. happening in Seattle yeah. uh, during the time of, uh, of in the 90s, right? Yeah. Uh, 2008 Semi-Pro. Right. That's what uh, Will Ferrell yeah. 
Oh, that was good. And, and, and yeah. that was when the ABA League. Yeah, basketball players. And, and, and right. they uh, came out with the dunk. And they the first, they were the first ones that had a three point shot. They came yeah. up with gimmicks to try to keep the league going. <laughs> you have to good. see that film if you haven't seen it. It's a lot yeah. of history in it, but it's entertaining at the same time. Yeah. Then in 2013, when I really knew yeah. that Benjamin had acting chops, yeah. he played the title role of Jimi Hem- yeah. Hendrix and Jimmy All Is By My Side. Yeah, that was a good right? film, also. Good film. And it talks about yeah. while he was touring. Mm-hmm. In England, yeah, and the conscious brothers in England yeah. got with him and kind of, yeah. you know, advanced his mind on some things, yeah. right? 2016, okay. American Crime yeah. on ABC. Oh, that That's was right. really yeah, good. That was really good. Right? Yeah, really good. So you know, Benjamin has been doing his thing. So we have to yeah. talk about and salute people, and of yeah. course, Sally Field. Yeah. Before we get to Sally Field, mm-hmm. let's say, I just have to say, Andre, uh, he chooses really great projects. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't just jump out and do anything. You notice how there's like a little space. And I mean, he takes his time and he selects, he selects like really, really, really great characters to play. He selects like the right scripts mm-hmm. for himself, right? So he doesn't just grab anything. He takes his time. And when he does do it, it's a work of art. Well, work of art. He never lets us down. Work of art. You know, I I thought that they were trying to force him to continue doing music. Okay. But he said in an interview that, yeah. you know, the music isn't there right now for him. Yeah. That he's uh, working on yeah. his acting. Yeah. You know, pushing the acting through, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that, that the confidence for the music isn't there. And he has to have it to go ahead and push through. But he's been working on his acting and right. producing and doing that. So, yeah. I mean, it's... it's, um, it's well, he's really multi-talented, so he can do whatever he wants to do. Whatever he does, he shines, right? Everything he does, Gemini. He yeah, Gemini. <laughs> Aquimini. That's a hit too, right? So, him and Sally Field. Him and Sally Field. Sally Field on the screen. You can never go wrong when she's another one. What did I say? When I learned that Sally Field was a part of this project, I said, oh, it's going to be good because she doesn't just do anything. You know? Okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Now we're going to get into it with some of our viewers. What's up to Patrick Jones, DJ Centipede? What's up? You know what? I have a story about DJ Centipede. I remember listening to DJ Centipede on Club Style, WDMT. I'm going to give you your magnolias while you're vertical, my man. Listen, I remember the MKM, Master Kappa, Master Kappa Mixers, right? And they were on there. They were up there. It was Cochise, Johnny O., uh, Master Capper Mixers, uh, uh, Hawk, Elsie okay. Rock, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Bud McFarlane, right? And just yeah. to name a few, right? <laughs> but I remember I had been building my name up mm-hmm. around the city, putting out mixtapes, and then I came out with uh, Lord D, yeah. Cleans My Eyes, Save the Lord. Then I came out with the Lord D double mix mm-hmm. CD. And I remember when I first met 
met uh, DJ Centipede. We were out at Luke Easter. It was Woodhill. We, we always remember it as Woodhill, but it was Luke Easter. And he walked up and he said, you're Lord D, Lord D. And I said, wow, you know, because, you know, I, I was always moniker Crazy D, but then yeah. I came with that alter ego, Lord D. And he said, Lord D. And this is what he says right there. He says, what's up, Lord D? Y'all look good. He said, man, y'all look good. Y'all don't age. Oh, thank you. I mean, hey, man, I, I'm seeing you in North Kakalaki. What's going on in North Kakalaki? What, what what happened? Uh, they they really were going for Biden and not Bernie, and why not? If you could type that in a little bit, because you know everybody is into the politics. So, yeah, man. But uh, yeah, those were great times because yeah. club style influenced me. Mm -hmm. I remember it was the DJ Hawk yeah. and uh, Cochise DJ battle. Mm -hmm. Dean Dean the Music Machine, <laughs> and they hosted. And those were the two. Their mm -hmm. styles yeah. were kind of similar mm -hmm. right and they put it across and they and both of those were so shout out to coach cheese and um dj hawk told me that i mean excuse me um uh suave told me that he believes dj hawk passed so oh. rest in peace and condolence to his family on that but he was definitely working lc rock had a similar style too mm -hmm. right but as you do you listen and then you come out but when I stepped out I had my own style but those are the styles that stood out in mm -hmm. that Master Kappa mixers I remember uh, uh, I remember Cut J.O. Mm -hmm. actually uh, using the uh, Wizard of Oz right? I mean it's memory using the Wizard of Oz because right? that was the first time I ever heard somebody four track it was like the wizard funky scratch but anyway but anyway, yeah, good, good chiming in yes. with you, Centipede. And okay, yes. so Chef William B.J. Okay. Humans, okay. Humans says the sick people in quotes. He he wrote it big. <laughs> the sick people need to wear the mask. People that ain't sick don't need to wear them. It's useless and silly. That my man is not true, and we talked about that last week. So let me slide this on real quick. The doctor quick. on the CNN town the hall. The doctor on the CNN town hall yeah. totally refuted that, but I know that the mask works because there's something out here in Las Vegas called desert fever, and the wind blows, and it's particles in the wind, so what, what, what's in Vegas definitely will go home with you if you're breathing it in while the wind is blowing and you take it back home and you'll be coughing and you won't know why you're coughing you might think you have a corona virus right but when I started wearing the mask because like I told you last week I was freelance filming for uh, Franklin G rest in peace and everyone got this cough and they couldn't get rid of it. it. It started in November and everybody had it until April. You go to the doctor, they say it's not viral. It's not something you can use antibiotics for. It's something that's aller allergy and you have to work it out so it doesn't get out until April. I wear the mask, wind blowing, I don't get it. If someone coughs and there's particles, you got a chance to catch it, switch masks. If you don't have it, it hits you, goes up your nose like a rubber hose. And, and, and then, so, you know, so, believe about, what you like. How about when we had first moved out here, like, back home, right, in Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, 
you know, during the spring, you can open up your windows for fresh air. Mm-hmm. Out here in spring, you open up, we opened up our windows for fresh air. Yeah. It's the weekend, spring cleaning, thinking we getting fresh air in. Maybe and the instead, we were taking in all of these allergens and then you had the dust and stuff and just like. And that was a down I was period. so sick. That was a down period. I'm like, this is not like back home. <laughs> so I wear the mask. I wear the mask right. religiously. People see me out. I right. wear the mask. They say, woo. So it's not yeah. silly. It's just an extra precaution. And the reason why they tell you that it yeah, may not be effective. Yeah, because some people say uh, not to wear it. It's not effective, right? But then some doctors say it is effective. But I, I see that the right. South Koreans who right. always have outbreaks, they seem to have them. And you school. haven't been And they sick. were handing out. No, I haven't been sick. Right. So, you know, and plus I was in an environment today where somebody was sneezing. Yeah. And I'm glad I have my mask up. Yeah. And I'm still going like this because, you, know, right. you know. Yeah, that's what... Um, uh, centipede. That's what uh, Hawk. Uh, that's what um, uh, Suave told me. I'm not sure, but that's what he told me. I thought, what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. No, not if you come here and the wind <laughs> is blowing and you go, oh, Oklahoma, but you're in law. You're in because Nevada. What did Monique <laughs> tell you? you? Remember, she was she caught something in her. Right, that's right, Monique, the comedian. Yeah. When I, I was standing at the door when I first met her. At the radio station, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Why are you wearing the mask?" Mm-hmm. I said, "It's something out here disappeared." And she said, "Yeah, I got something in my throat." And she said she couldn't yeah. uh, shake it. I said, "Well, that's what it is. You got to wear the mask." Yeah. But you know, you know, it works itself out. Yeah, it does. You know, but in November, that's when you catch it. But right. yes, if you come out in November, you will be going back with something that you won't get rid of until around April, May. Yeah. Yes, sir. And then the spring just don't open up your windows. And the spring just <laughs> don't open up your windows. Uh, it's said, laughing out loud. <laughs> so look, people. We want to tell you that if you have not heard Cleveland DJs, let me say this, since we have one of the Cleveland royalty uh, yeah. watching this right now, and we always uh, talk about it anyway. Matter of fact, we have our DJ routine show, the first volume. I had I did I wasn't able to release on the first this time because I didn't find enough people cutting up stuff. I want to vary the DJs and have a rotation so people get it all over. So you know you can send in your routines to Lordland Enterprises at hotmail.com. That's Lordland Enterprises at hotmail.com. Send in your MP4s or send in your link to something that you put up, and you know Crazy will take it, do his magic, make it make it panoramic and put it out there and people will hear you boost the sound blow it out and then people will hear you and then the whole point is to get you higher so we can get this pipeline flying around because why they got the djs that just record their 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 shows especially the club djs you know the ones that play clubs the real ones that actually get up there and break routines out fresh new from cleveland from Cleveland and from surrounding areas, we're gonna get you get you around. That's the, what the whole purpose is. So we make sure we put up your information so you get out there. So Lordland Enterprises at hotmail.com. That's Lordland Enterprises at hotmail.com. You send in your MP4, you send your link, and we'll get it up there. But look, when you if you haven't heard Cleveland DJs, 
you definitely have to watch uh, volume one. I mean, episode one, excuse me, of uh, DJ Routines because I have a mixture. I have New York, I have okay. Baltimore, I have Cleveland, okay. and this is in Las right? Vegas, right? In yeah. LA, also. Okay. So. You know, we have a mixture of people up there. The DJ's putting it down that can really put it down, right? right. But if you have not heard Cleveland DJs, right. then you are in you are in for a treat because the mega mixing on what they do right. is just incredible. Yeah. That's what I would tell you, right? So let's see. So back to thanks for chiming in, Centipede. I need to send you my new single. You're absolutely, matter of fact, your last single, uh, Running, is on episode 12 right now of the, you might not, because I linked you to it, but you might not have saw it, but you are actually, your your first single, Running, is on episode 12 of the film review, music review show, playing now and also playing on Spotify. Uh, Google I Play, iHeartRadio, yeah. and uh, what's the other Is one? I'm missing one. Podcast. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, and the other one, Podcast Junkie. Pa- Podcast Junkie, and exactly. we just uh, connected and hooked into Anchor, and we're on Breaker. So we go all over the globe and you know, over in 41 countries right now and growing. So we're making sure we're putting the people's music out there. So definitely seeing that single over Lordland Enterprises at Hotmail.com. You'll be in transition, the 13th episode of uh, the Film Review Music Review Show. Okay, people. So Sally Fields. Now, we, we're talking about uh, uh, dispatches from elsewhere, how this, like this political season that we're in, right? Yeah. It's a dystopian, surreal situation going on, right? Yeah. Uh, so Sally Field, yeah. Gidget, 1965, yeah. 1966, The Flying Nun, 1967 through 1970, yeah. The Girl with Something Extra, 1973, 1974, Smokey and the Bandit, 1977, yeah. uh, Hopper, 1978, Norma Ray, yeah. 1979. If you have not seen Norma Ray yeah. and the effort for the women to create a union yeah. and to walk off and uh, do a pick line based yeah. on a true story, yeah. Norma Ray, you have to see that film. Yeah. Still Magnolia, yeah. 1989. See, I'm jumping here, yeah. but she's One of been walking. Yeah. If you can, if you, yeah. if you're not tear jerking at that, yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm jumping here because that's like a ten year, but all in between, yeah. she was working. Yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire, 1993, right. with wow. the late Robin Williams. Yeah. Uh, Forrest Gump, yeah. 1994. She yeah. played his mother, and yeah. if if you do not tear jerk, yeah. At the conclusion of her, ca- I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, the Amazing yeah. Spider-Man, oh, yeah. Part One and Part Two, 2012 and 2014. She yeah. played Aunt May, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she played that part. That was real acting there. Yeah, she's a great actress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then of course Lincoln, she played Mary Todd yeah. Lincoln, 2012. Yeah. Right. Okay, so. She's this, another one that's selective okay, in her roles, right? Mm-hmm. She does a really great job, and you don't see her just in anything. She takes her time, you know, and um, when you do see her, just like I said, okay, Sally Field is in the show. This is gonna, this is going to be a good show, and 
We were right. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Centipede said, I seen it, it's dope. Thank you, sir. We, mm-hmm. we put together the mixes. You know, it's always a Cleveland feel here mm-hmm. of sensibility. And then uh, he said, appreciate it, bro. Appreciate you, right? Appreciate you, yeah. for real. Um, writing, yeah. written by and starring Jason Siegel. Yeah. Best known for How I Met Your Mother. Right. Right. That's right. Co-writers Spencer uh, McCall and uh, Jeff Hall. Dispatches is surrealism on the TV screen. Yeah. It is bizarre. Surrealism is bizarre. Surrealism in painting is like juxtaposition of two different things that you usually wouldn't see together. It's like seeing a person in a suit. Okay. The face... Is a fishbowl, <laughs> and then there's a bowler hat on top of the fishbowl, and the fish, the two fish, make the eyes, and then the stuff makes the 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 the, the fake greenery at the bottom. The seaweed makes the nose and the mouth, and so that's that's surrealism, and that's what's in this, right? It is bizarre, right. like a continuous dream sequence, which is its charm but a continuous dream sequence when you're talking about politics is not a good thing why do we keep on wrapping around to the same people when this was supposed to be about can we get back to getting someone who was actually American descendant of slavery to actually be president of the United States not somebody that's half Kenyan half Kansas Can we actually get someone in the office? That was nice. That was a nice start. But we need to have someone in there. Someone like like, uh, Bernie Sanders' uh, main... Oh, Nina Turner. Nina Turner. Also from Cleveland, Ohio. Also from Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, she Ohio. tore a hole in that woman's butt on CNN last week. Which gets back to the yeah. moderate and what Martin Luther King was talking about. And, they, yeah. and the woman had a nerve to challenge her on Martin Luther <laughs> King, right? Yeah. The lead character in the ensemble for Peter, portrayed by Jason Siegel, is taken from his mundane, mundane world by an unreliable narrator who lies to the audience from the opening. And this, too, is part of the charm as you try to figure out what is truth and what is a lie. Who is friend and who is foe to the main character. There are surreal dance sequences one which brought me back to my childhood in club style. <laughs> it was a Tommy Boy record, Centipede. And they started dancing to it, and I have forgot about it. Play it. Kick it. Play it. That's all I'm going to say. For people who don't know you, when you watch it, you'll see it. There's a... There's a... Yeah. Uh, uh, there's different characters in it, yeah. and it's a—it's it, serious. It's serious, yeah. and it's real good. And you take well it seriously, written. but it's so surreal, right? Yeah. The introduction to characters, well written in the script. Yeah. The direction has con- uh, has continuity, yeah. as there are seven directors, including uh, Athea Jones, okay. known for when the. Uh, when the land changes, and Jason Siegel, to name a few. So, what do you think about 
Uh, I love this film because it's like, uh, it's surreal, like you said. But it's like a, a live scavenger hunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's a storyline, but you, you're like helping them figure out like different clues. And then you get to know each of the different characters. So I do like how each of the different episodes opens up about each of the characters and give you a little bit of back, their background and their personal life. And the only thing is, is that, you know, when you're used to being able to binge watch, mm-hmm. like with this show, you can't binge watch. Yeah. But I think we should be on episode three. Coming up. Yeah. But AMC hope, should just yeah. put all of them up yeah. and let the people binge watch. You want to just watch them all. But we did see um, the first two episodes, and hopefully episode three is up today. It's a good show. The acting is great. Um, Benjamin really stands out because going up opposite Sally Sally Fields. That was a good matching up. But I mean, but to go up, she's a veteran in the game. Yeah, yeah. And for you to be able to hold your own opposite a veteran. Yeah. Is a lot to say. Yeah. Right. And then Jason Siegel, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, I never watched the show How I Met Your Mother. I think I saw maybe like one episode, like the TV was on. But um, getting to know his character on this show, it's really good. So now when I think of Jason Siegel, I'll think of this show. And he created the show. He did a great job. I mean, because it's like the mind of Jason Siegel, <laughs> you know. I mean, because it's just, it's different. It's unlike anything, anything that I've that seen was, before, yeah, right? Absolutely. And this will be a great show to just chill on a Saturday and just, you know, watch. And um, I don't know, they did a really good job. And I love the characters. I love how even the people in the background and the secondary characters, as well as the people who are, um, who do they call those people in the background? The, um, the extras. Yeah, the, all of the extras, right? Mm-hmm. It's very um, multicultural. Right. It's real. It's realistic. Like it's realistic. you see people of all cultures in this film, and um, it's really and the music is great. Right. The music Speaking is of that, yeah, right. But yeah, the music is great. Right. So it's it's a, a breath of fresh air because I haven't seen anything like this before, and um, I knew when I saw Andre was a part of it and Sally Field. I said oh, this is going to be a good film, and then Eve. Lindley, right? She's a good actress. Because yeah, during one actress. of the scenes, you said she's a good actress. Yeah, she's a good actress. Yeah. But I've never seen her before. So, but we don't want to give anything no, away. No, we're not going to give anything away. But I mean, they did a great. It's a great with ensemble. Okay, great ensemble. Great, all of them that. working together, playing off of each other. It's really worth seeing. Right, really good. So we're in the middle of situations, right? Okay. Let, let, let me break down the breakdown for uh, dispatches from elsewhere. Okay. Unreliable use the use of an unreliable narrator. Yeah. That's a ten. So maybe you should give a definition of the an unreliable. An unreliable narrator okay. will be an unreliable narrator comes two ways. Okay. An unreliable narrator is possibly the person telling his his or her own story and he or she may be boosting up what you know being more uh, uh, bolsterous about what's actually happening than what really is kind of like a P.T. Barnum type right Right. but then you have another um, 
unreliable narrator and it comes in many different ways but another yeah. unreliable narrator is a person who may be an antagonist right and then the antagonist is shaping a story that you could or could not believe right it's a lot of yeah. lies that is weaved into it and you have to find yeah. out who is actually who yeah right uh kind of a uh well, I don't want to give an example of something like that, but yeah. that's what it is. So they, it comes in many different ways, but it's unreliable because you because you will find out somewhere mm-hmm. in the film it comes early, <laughs> in this. very early, right? And and and, and what's funny is the narrator kind of alludes to it, but yeah. it comes early in this piece, right. and they tell you early right. on what's happening, right? Right, and so you find out through. The narrative right. or the plot line as yeah. it as it pushes through that what the right. person is telling you not through that's how you find out that it's an unreliable narrator most mm-hmm. times because this it is starts well off written. yeah it's well written and it starts off great right and then so definitely <laughs> what did I say I said yeah he's an unreliable narrator just like he said because he narrated and then you'll see the scene right uh-huh. and then so later you'll see the 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 character's actual life and then it's not what the narrator said. So he is definitely unreliable. I'm yeah, like, yeah. he just lied to us. Well, yeah, okay. he, he tells you. He tells you. <laughs> he did say he's unreliable. And I'm just like, okay, so but anyway, you really, really have to see this. It's really okay. good. So uh unreliable narrator, use of 10. Right. Narration 10. Yeah. Storyline 10. Yeah. Introduction of characters 10. Right. Uh, misdirection 10. Use of surrealism 10. Yeah. Cinematography 10. Light and motion. Yeah, 10. excellent. Character yeah. development 10. Yeah. So, what would you rate I would the first two episodes too. that we've seen so far? Definitely a 10. Everything you said, but I would also add a 10 costume and design. Oh, costume and design. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely a 10. I want to shout out to the people on YouTube, the person who gave us thumbs up. Oh, thank thanks. you very much. Leave a message so we can correspond with you because yeah. we are a simulcast. Yeah. It's Simulcast. visually like beautiful, like the colors. Mm-hmm. Right, and um, I don't want to give any of the scenes away, but like you said, it's surreal. So certain pieces of art may come to life, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's really, it's just, it's really beautiful. Like the cinematography, the lighting, just everything. They did a really, really great job. This is not a boring show at all. It keeps definitely will keep you on your toes. That's right. It will yeah. definitely keep you on your toes. And so if you are you a fan of uh, Outcast. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Andre Benjamin, he does a great job. And watching it, I'm like, you forget that you're watching Andre. His acting is so good, right? And then, of course, Sally Field is great. You know, when I think of her, I think of, like, maybe three films. <laughs> I think of uh, Gidget, mm-hmm. Stella Magnolia, mm-hmm. and then um, Forrest Gump's uh, mother. mother. Mm-hmm. Right. So her acting is great, but you definitely, definitely, you know, as well as the rest of the cast, Jason Segel, Eve Lindley. But um, what really made us watch it is, what did you say? Andre's going to be on in, in the new show. So yeah. we said, let's check it out. Mm-hmm. And um, this show does not disappoint. Fargo starts in uh, 
April, people. Okay, so and Fargo. And that's Chris Rock. It's Chris Okay. That's right, Chris oh, Rock. And it goes back to that. the 30s and Fargo, 30s or 40s. Okay. And it's dealing, or maybe even further back, but it's okay. dealing with two gangster groups. Oh, okay. The American Blacks and okay. I don't know if they're Irish or Italian or whatever they were in, okay. the, in Fargo then in the Ozarks, okay. but yes. So, Chris Rock is on his game because he's got right. that movie coming out that movie, with Samuel Jackson, right? Book of Saul. Okay. Yeah, so we showed those previews a couple mm -hmm. of uh, months back. So people, yeah. listen, before we get into the topic for tonight, okay. which is, uh, which is, let me say it again, uh, the failed Democrat leadership okay. dispatches from elsewhere, how this is all matching up. Okay. We have to say, uh, first off, that we are in the midst of the coronavirus, people. And no matter what people say, right. you can never be too careful. Right. You can never be too careful because this monster right here, yes. though usually just the common cold, this monster right here, yes. looking like Pinhead, yes. can really do you in, yes. right? If you are if you are a failing health of yes. a certain age, if you have diabetes, yeah. All that it could uh, really take you in, and hopefully it won't spread. Yeah. But you know, yeah. this right here, people. We have the new uh, from the Film Review Podcast Live. Attention, independent filmmakers and Hollywood movie makers. The Film Review Podcast announces the coronavirus. Shut down the new normal. That's right. We are reviewing films, right? right? But we don't know about the movie theater, right? I now. mean, because uh, what was that? 007, James Bond. James film Bond was is supposed being to come out back. in April. Now they're pushing it back to November. November, right? right. And, and so all of these movies are coming out, and they're saying. Uh, Stay away from movie theaters because people often cough and they often sneeze and they, they, they've said before they don't know why a contagion hasn't started from out of a movie theater. Right? Don't say that. They, they have said that, right? Yeah, but no. And they even had it in uh, movies, right? So we are now taking screeners, secure screeners, sent to Lordland Enterprises at Hotmail.com. That's Lordland Enterprises at Hotmail.com. Right. Send in your secure screeners. Right. And we will review your film. If you have a horror film, if you have a zombie film, right. if you have a comedy, if you have a blockbuster. We're talking about indie filmmakers and we're yeah. talking about studios, Hollywood studios. Send in your screeners. For us to watch and we will review it right here on the film review right. movies music culture politics and society podcast other than that it may be some films that don't get the seal of approval from the film review and you don't yeah. want that right yeah. because there are people who actually watch it they send yeah. us emails and say we go out and see the film thank you for yeah. showing us the talking about the film because i wasn't too sure right. so that automatically makes sure that you put more money in your pocket but in yeah. between time if yeah. this doesn't get yeah. better fast which right. donald trump says and the doctor said usually it goes away in april right. donald trump said it would just disappear right. the doctor said 
after the season, it will fall away because it starts to heat up and gets, you know, seasons change. Yeah, but for them to push to it incubation. all the way, for them to push that James Bond all the way back to November. But they, they're pushing it back to November, but then that's when the viruses start up again. So it really didn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, because that's the fall, right? Right. When people and start getting sick. Again, and it, it, it releases again. So why didn't they just push it to like July? Oh, you're right. You know. Why didn't they do it in the summertime? Right. You know, when things are incubating, right? But anyway, people. So we're sitting there, so you send it in. How you know about, how you learn more information about it, make sure you go to Crazy D Film Dude on Instagram. Crazy D Film Dude on Instagram and follow Crazy D Film Dude on Instagram yeah. and also follow Movie Girl for Life. Yeah. Send your screeners and your information about the film. When you go there, you'll see this actual flyer here, right? Which says, from TFR Podcast Live, attention, independent filmmakers of Hollywood movie makers, right? You read that and then all the information is there, how you send it in. But you basically send in lordlandenterpriseathotmail.com, send in your screener, right? Secure, secure site, usually Vimeo or something like that. Right. Or whatever platform you want to use to make it secure, because we're gonna watch it. We're not gonna bootleg it, because I was never a bootlegger, so we're not gonna bootleg we've it. We've watched secure screeners. Oh yeah, that's before. right. Yeah, we, we've, we've had, had quite a few secure. secure screeners, but we're gonna need more because we need to put you out there. Yeah. So Lordland Enterprises at hotmail.com. All the information is on Crazy D Film Dude. You'll see this actual layout and this actual flyer. Okay, people. So you now, know what? Before we get into that, we didn't review it this because how do you review this docu-series? But definitely check out on Netflix, The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez. Mm-hmm. And um, it is it's tragic what happened to this little boy. It's chilling. Yeah, it is. It's chilling. And um, it's a docu-series. And it covers, it says, a boy's brutal murder and the public trials of the guardians and social workers prompt questions about the system's protection of vulnerable children. And what's interesting about this docuseries is it covers everything. Like, they did a really good job, like, covering not only were the parent, was the mother and the mother's boyfriend on trial, right? Four of the social workers were on trial also. And they do a great job going behind the scenes and you learn so much about uh, Gabriel and it's just his teacher, his little friends. It's just just horrible. Like they really, really need to work on the system. And after seeing this film, this docuseries, it makes you get involved. It makes you want to be, it makes you become an advocate, a child advocate, right? And um, and what is sad, I'll let you watch it. If you haven't seen it, you have to see it. And um, it's been number one um, on Netflix, they said, since it was released. Right. And, um, and she's been sad. getting her comeuppance in the prison system. Right? Yeah, the mother, the yeah. mother. She's, yeah, she's just been getting her comeuppance. Don't even get me started on the mother. But the thing is, is since he's since Gabriel uh, Fernandez was um, tortured, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was tortured. This baby, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, tortured and murdered. There's been over 
a hundred other children within within the LA County um, system who were murdered. Also, and that's within, at the hands of a parent. But this like, is like this is but this crazy. Is, these are Latino Latinas, right? Uh, Gabriel Fernandez know, but, was, but, and then after that, they uh, two weeks after uh, his trial ended, then the the deputy um, the deputy prosecutor attorney, mm-hmm. deputy assistant prosecutor, right? You learn a lot about him too, and then also the woman who took it to. I didn't have because we wasn't going to cover. It. I just wanted to talk about it because. You know, it was it's, it's just horrible, right? So we just kind of wanted to and you find go out that over it. Another murder of a four-year-old, right? Right, just behind, like uh, just yeah, right behind then, his. Yeah, and then and it's another a pattern, little boy, right? And it's then a pattern. A, and her name you. is Alacy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the woman who came into office and she gave her stamp of approval for the deputy DA to look into this, mm-hmm. and um. Because children were dying in the system and still are. And this black woman, she, as soon as she started her in that position and she saw what was going on, she took those people to task. Mm-hmm. So, um, the social workers. Yeah. So you have to watch it. Workers it's on Netflix right now. Yeah. Right? District Attorney, District I believe. Attorney. Yeah. And, um, and she took them to task and there was justice for uh, Gabriel. Great docu-series. Yeah, so watch it. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Right? If you're scre- screamish, don't eat while you're watching it. Okay, we'll just yeah. say that. Okay, so people, listen. So what you learn is we're in this dispatches of elsewhere yeah. life as American blacks, right? right? So we're in this situation, right? Jackie Lacey, I'm sorry. District Attorney Jackie Lacey is her name. Right. So what you find, people, are that we are in this in this, uh, how could I say, we're in this uh, dispatches of elsewhere. It's like, what else could possibly happen? What else could possibly be happening? Like, look, people, Public Enemy broke up over Bernie Sanders, right? But as we go through, just going through a quick little history burst with memes real quick, people. First of all, Mansa Musa, was the richest man in the world, right? But he went around spreading out and showing how rich he was, and then the Europeans said, hey, we can take that. Then you come to modern time, 50-some years ago or 60-some years ago, and you find that Colonel Sanders stole the recipe from this black woman. Did he? Did he? It's a constant pattern of this. You know, the seven herbs and spices hasn't, in our opinion, been the same since they started putting a chemical goop on it. And it's no longer a flower, but you used to smell that. It was a Kentucky Fried Chicken right on this street called Lee Road. And right across the street, on the side street of it, was a daycare that I was staying at, you know, during the summer. It was a summer program, right? And... He was smelling that chicken. I remember. How old were you? I, I, I must have been about nine. Okay. And I remember that they got the they had the chicken mm-hmm. on. The, they finally got the chicken on the last day. They must have been smelling it too. My mother came and picked me up early. Any other time, <laughs> and I said, "Can we get some Kentucky Fried Chicken?" They had I only got one piece. She said, "No, we got we got chicken at home." <laughs> 
So, you know, it, it was like that. But, but anyway, so did he steal this woman's recipe? Probably so, right? Of course. So, so this is what we're looking at. Now, this, now he would be considered a moderate, right? Because, you know, he obviously hung around black people. He was the colonel. So, when I... When I see that they dug the colonel up. I can't take those commercials. To bring the colonel back. I say, put the colonel back in the box and put him back six feet deep. This old plantation. Even twice bid or whatever that was. Disco vampire or whatever. Even he played it one time. It was just really crazy. Oh, with the Mark Hamilton. Mark Hamilton. I guess that's his name. But he played played it and he had a tan. He still had his tan. It's just really crazy. at one point they had what's the country singer Reba McIntyre. Oh my God! But look at you. I said, you notice they don't have anybody black playing the country. And let's let's get it. That'd be too close to truth because you know she made the thing. <laughs> but anyway, people. So we get back to what Martin Luther King was talking about, talking about the moderate, right? And so Joe Biden is the moderate. Right? What is Joe Biden actually saying about us now? Before. We get before MSNBC and all that, and CNN and all them, and then they were headed by uh, Joy Reid, most likely, okay. say that these are Russian bots putting out information. Are these Russian bots putting out information that's true about what Joe Biden said? No. Let that sink in for a minute. Is it bots? Russian bots right. putting out information about what Joe Biden said. He said his first his first main agenda. Right. Let me bring it up closer so that you can read it too, people, right there off the screen. Right. His big agenda right. item is Biden says LGBT rights will be his number one priority. He gets to the White House. That's going to be his number one priority. Like, that was Obama's number one priority. That was, and didn't he leak it? I mean, didn't he do a so-called flub, and then Obama had to come out and be for it before he was against. He was against it, then he was for it, and all of a sudden, so all of this is setting up, and that's fine, right? That's fine. That's there, but where he doesn't even have a platform. They asked him about it. What is your platform for? Black Americans. Now, all of these black people have voted to put you in or, or going to, are going to put you, put you in. in. And your number one agenda has nothing to do with the black community. Nothing to do. But you keep on pushing and saying you need that vote. On the backs of black people. So, right? so how many people did I see? getting photo ops with this guy. How many people do we, we watch the news and we say, wait a minute, okay. this is failed Democrat leadership. Right. The man, how come Obama had to be so eloquent? Right. He had to elocute at yeah. a certain level. Right. He had to perform right. at a certain level to be recognized right. as as a black person that could be elected president, but this guy can have memory lapses, not know what day it is, not know what he's running for, not know who his wife is, not be able to defend himself when uh, protesters come up talking about dairy and milk and 
stop eating and drinking the milk from the cows and yeah. stop eating the cows and old girl Sanders, she uh oh, Simone, Sanders. Simone Sanders, she tackled the woman. And then I saw a meme, which I didn't put it up, the meme says, Where are the men at? Well, I thought that women said that they didn't need men. I mean, I mean like so she tackled to women, it was a woman on woman. It was women, right? So right. she tackled them, but it was just bad. It was just a bad look because she looked. She got that low cut haircut, and she looked like a linebacker. She looks masculine. She looked masculine, and she like she was taking them down, and it was it was just not good. And it looks like that she got up, she jumped ship, and looks like she got on the wrong side. And this guy right here stood there. This guy, he stood there. His he wife seemed like he was, him. yeah, his wife. He didn't turn around to protect his wife. Right. He was like an invalid, and she was like standing there. Why is there always someone standing up on stage with him? And why is his appearance is so short? And next week, because they're going to be voting in Michigan, are they going to have a debate? I haven't heard heard a debate it's call. Time for a debate. I'm saying I haven't heard a debate call. Being that Warren dropped out, right, right, but somehow old girl is still in. it. Uh, you said her name, Gabby. Uh, uh, is it Tulsi? Tulsi Gab? No, not Tulsi Gabby. Tulsi Gabbers. Yes, yeah, she's true. still in it somehow. And when is she gonna pull out? Like she's maybe they can put her on stage. She can be third person. I mean, but <laughs> she's not even in the run. She's not viable. Yeah. Right. So how come she was drop out so it could just be Biden? Right. And Sanders and right. I would like to see those debate? two debate. Yeah, it's time for Sanders and um because. This right. guy right here, is this all the Democrats have? This, ladies and gentlemen, is failed Dixiecrat leadership, which puts us in a surreal situation. We keep getting older and older and older, and we we don't we seem to be put into a box of listening to 1963. I have a dream instead of where do we go from here? Martin Luther King's last book, right. his last offering to right. us, after he had been through all of it, he had seen right. all of it, he said, hey, where do we go from here? And he talks about the moderate, and the moderate is on TV, and when the moderate is on TV, and the moderate is challenged, you right. see those racist horns rise. This is failed Dixiecrat leadership. And then, so, uh, on one of the shows, mm-hmm. um, Joanne Reed show, mm-hmm. actually, mm-hmm. and uh, Bernie's campaign manager was on the show. Mm-hmm. And Joy Reed asked uh, him about some of Bernie's supporters who said that, um, I guess they were going back and forth with Biden's supporters. Okay. And they said that Biden supporters were, uh, what did she say, uh, politically uneducated voters. Damn it. That's, That's not they, all of them. Because there's no way Biden would ever get my vote. But Bernie's people are saying that Biden supporters are uh, low educated, politically educated supporters. And they talked about like um, Biden's history, mm-hmm. and he went. And they went down like all of the lists of different bills and the things that Biden has said against black people. 
So if he has his track record of basically shitting on you people, why are you constantly putting this man in office? Why are you? And so, you know, they were which, going back and forth. Which gets with us that. to the American black politic. And we have to ask that question why are you voting for someone who has said derogatory things about you in the past? And then, but, who who but, continues to say right. derogatory things? And number one agenda you. has nothing to do with you. And the number Although, one agenda has nothing to do with you. He wants you to put him in office. He wants like, you to put you in office, and he they won't even talk about reparations. Neither yeah. Bernie yeah, nor or him. Uh, Biden will talk about reparations. But Bernie signed on to that bill, the bill about the uh, the mass incarceration bill that. Biden, not Biden, yeah, that Biden created. Mm-hmm. Bernie signed off on it, right? So, I mean, so, so both of them. And when you listen to the way Biden was talking, we have to get them off the streets. They're criminals. They're, yeah. I mean, you know who you get? Who did a, a really good? She played. He played like the video on it and everything. Um, Biden's speech. Biden on the floor. He played the whole video. Um, well, not the whole video, but he took the best parts of it and put it up. Um, Antonio Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, T. West also uh, put up video footage, right? Mm-hmm. So and you can see that. On, and you can see that on T. West show. Well, uh, Afro Synergy. You can see that on Tracy Latrice on uh, a certain mm-hmm. uh, media, social media site that says they don't want their self stuff uh, broadcast. Mm-hmm. They don't want their names broadcast because they mm-hmm. don't need the help. So, mm-hmm. but on a certain media site that everybody knows, you can see right. it there. It's right there on mm-hmm. our page. You can play, press and watch mm-hmm. the links. And I believe mm-hmm. it's also linked on Crazon Dion. Right. On a certain media site that we're broadcasting on and we're streaming live on right now. Mm-hmm. Also, YouTube and oh, on uh, uh, and Crazy D Radio. Okay. Right okay. On social media? On a certain social media site. Okay. That we're streaming on right now. Oh, the book. No. Oh. The the, the videos. Okay. You posted the videos okay. on your page. Okay. On Tracy Latrice. Oh. And that's right. you linked them okay. to my page, Crazy okay. Idea. Okay. So you can see it on either page. Okay. And you can watch it right there because we believe in having informed voters. Because, right. like we said, if you watched our shows before right. about the American black politics, right. you know right. that we have been in this for right. a long time. We're not popping fresh. Right. And I look at it and I say, "What is going on? We are in the middle of right. a crazy stir craziness it that is. we cannot get ourselves out of. It doesn't." Appear. And the thing is, it's not like the information isn't out there. Right. It's like tons of information out there regarding this. Right. Right. And then, I mean, you know, it's so much out there. That people, you basically know what the, this person's background is, mm-hmm. what bills they put out there. I mean, right. it's like all on the internet, and then it's just so many people, but people putting run information up and they want out to there. Take photo shops with him. They, they want to take photo ops, and that's how I know that you're not following Martin. Everyone screams Martin Luther King, but when right. it comes down, when the rubber hits the road, right. 
Who is willing to take that bullet? Who is willing to take that bullet and, and, and wants more? Right. Who is willing to say, I am not going to uh, get this photo out with you until you start talking about what you're going to do about reparation? The $10 are trillion so... dollar price tag that has already been worked out. We don't need any more commissions. We don't right. need any more studies. Or Clyburn, right? What about the black man? It's on video. Who went up to Clyburn and asked him about reparations. And um, at the time, he didn't know the guy had the video going. And he said he wasn't going to do anything. And when he saw the video, he told the guy to get the video but, out but of his face. But didn't he say something but about, then you, later, think they're gonna, you think they're going to get you? Yeah, that's what he said before he saw the video. You think they're going to give you reparations. <laughs> so, <laughs> he chuckled. Right. But so, he's got plenty of reparations, doesn't he? Yeah, he has. But after that, Clyburn decided to do his own form of reparations, mm-hmm. right? Which excludes different cities. And what city did it exclude? Cleveland. It excluded Cleveland. So they decided. So Clyburn decided he was going to do a rural, mm-hmm. right? Which most likely. Well, it's not even a reparation. It's just handing out money, money. to the poor. To the poor. Meaning not just black people. To everyone. Well, minus Cleveland, he said, as yeah. well as other cities. Because I don't think Detroit was on the list either. Yeah, but listen. So it was crazy. The main point is, the poor, it's not about the poor. We're talking about what's owed to, right. to a group of people right. who built this board. Free labor. Iron could be all right. And the people could be You know what? The civil rights generation has always been selfish. They've always been selfish. I don't know what it was. I don't know right. if it was coming from out of the 60s into the 70s. They right. came into full adulthood. Right. They were having children. And then they were mm-hmm. selfish coming into the 80s. Right. Because uh, into the 70s. Then Reagan hit. And right. then a lot of the jobs started leaving because they started pulling the factories out. Or, they, or the people who were supposed to be moderate. Right. Who were uh, Reagan Democrats. Right. All of a sudden, who would vote Democrat, which was right. actually Dixiecrat, right. heard Reagan and right. and went along with Reagan and thought that the civil rights gains were too much. Then they yeah. pulled back right. and uh, relieved people of their work. And then once the fever broke, then people were able to work again. Yeah. But this is what we're talking about. We're talking about the moderate. People are not reading. People are just happy to see somebody that they saw on TV. Be happy to see each other. Right. Be happy to see each other. Right. And I can't believe, as we close out again, right. that Public Enemy broke up over Bernie Sanders. Sanders. Public Enemy broke right. up. I don't care what Chuck says. Right. I mean, I mean, I'm listening to what he says, and I know that he says that he's uh, been fed up, but they broke up over right. Bernie Sanders, over an appearance on for Bernie Sanders, stumping for Bernie Sanders. Right. Public Enemy is right. Chuck D. Flavor Flav, Terminator X, right. and Professor Griff. But actually, Professor Griff was S1W's and he did the step. Okay. But the core group right. is Chuck D. Flavor Flav, Terminator X. Right. And if you don't have any of those components, it's really not Public Enemy, but right. it's definitely not Right. Public Enemy without right. the hyping of right. Flavor Flav. Right. Flavor Flav is the voice that everyone recognizes. Right. And 
just because he didn't want to be part of and he put a cease, to, a cease and desist letter out, right. doesn't mean that you go out and X this guy because right. of Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. Doesn't even, he says he's not even dealing with reparations. And I don't even want to go into the Bernie Sanders interview with Rachel Maddows last week. He didn't even want to deal with any, you know, he didn't have a, a platform. He basically brushed her off when she was talking about uh, black voters. Like, are you kidding me? I mean, he went all around the board. He went all around, and Rachel had to pull him back and in. And you can go to like, YouTube thinks, and type that in. Yeah, and see the interview. And it's just like, what did Tyree, now she said, tangibles, Tangible. right? We need tangibles. So it's like, we're supposed to vote for you guys, right? But then you put everyone else's agenda before ours. But we're supposed to put you in office. And we so, are walking around in a surreal dispatches from elsewhere. Just People like the are show. talking it's and crazy. whispering. It's like they are the Negro whisperers. <laughs> Biden is the. <laughs> it's the Negro whisperer. Like he he can't. He has a spell. When when when, when Obama <laughs> was in office for us, he had to speak so eloquently. Right. He had to elocute. When Biden speaks, he sounds like one of those country country slave overseers that didn't know how to speak English and he's Irish which gets you to see what is his what when we, you gotta even go back further forget what he said and don't right. forget what he said but adding on to what he said as a congressman as a senator and all that and even running for president against Barack Obama back in 08 right he's Irish were were his ancestors part of the Patty Rollers, and how did the Irish get their their citizenship? They were Patty Rollers. Right. They were brutal. They brought the Patty Wagon from Ireland, and they brought the whole concept of chaining right. people from Ireland. You see what I'm saying? So, and they you and that's how they got their citizenship here. So we have to even go back further. So. No reparations. Right. We have to say no vote. No reparations. No and reparations. Not talking about reparations, but you're talking about everything. You're talking about a uh, pathway to citizenship right. that's taking jobs away from black people. Right. Forget the people who are picking in the fields. Right. We're talking about people who are taking factory jobs. Right. Factory jobs. Right. Right. And people, I mean, it's just like, are you not... Thinking about your children, like okay, because these people are boomer, boomers, right, or whatever. No, no, no. So are you not they thinking about your? Further. Are you? Clive Barker is older than a boomer, ain't he? So what is and he like a grand? I mean, he would is be. He from the he silent be, generation. He was no, the silent generation was World War uh, Two. So We're it talking mean? about the civil rights generation. He's oh, civil so rights generation. Okay. Him, the boomers. Uh, uh, him, no boomers are boomers. But boomers they don't care either. Boomers come from the civil rights generation. Right, they don't care either. They are, they was behind Biden too. Right, no, the boomers come from the silent generation. Okay, because they were they're coming up as okay. the civil rights people out there doing right. they're doing their teenagers. Right, right, and they come through, and now they're taking all the social right. security, right. and now we're working to make sure that their social security is solvent. But what about making sure that there are jobs and opportunities for your children and, and grandchildren? It's like they're not thinking. So that they will, so social security will be solvent. For when we're old. Right? So people, as we close out, 
on this episode. We are in the middle of dispatches from elsewhere. And when you watch the show, you will see exactly how surreal this situation yeah. is. When you see Public Enemy right. break up. When you see Chuck D. Right. Choose to kick out another black man outside of his group because of this man right here. This is it's strange. I would have never thought this, thought this in a million years. But just like the show Dispatches from Elsewhere, there are two organizations. There are two organizations. So it's just... It's, and and really, when you watch it, there's clues to it yeah. that it's almost the same. It's the same. Yeah. And so that's what we'll leave it. This has been yeah. another great episode of yeah. the Film Review. Movies, music, culture, politics, yep. and society. We are the husband and wife team. Right. I'm Crazy D. And we review movies, yep. music, culture, politics, and society. Yep. And we will see you next time. I guess this comes up. Yes, people. On the film review the film review movies music culture politics society podcast interviews movie reviews and more live sundays at 5 30 p.m on facebook at crazon dion hey everybody this is lunel the original bad girl of comedy i'm here at the link promenade in beautiful las vegas nevada and you're watching the film review With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.